Hi everybody, it's just Suzanne today and I just want to tell you what to expect for session eight. As you know, session seven, which was supposed to be MSK1, a focus on the upper extremity and cervical spine did not happen because of that terrible weather we had here in Texas a month ago. So we're going to try it again to focus on the musculoskeletal exam and I initially thought of this as musculoskeletal mega, 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 but we don't want to scare people. So I'm calling it musculoskeletal basics. If they can just get the basics of a musculoskeletal exam, that's a victory. By this time in clinical skills, they've covered both upper extremity examination, lower extremity examination, probably with a focus on the, the back exam, exam of the spine, knee, shoulder, um, perhaps elbow wrist, but I think probably those larger joint exams, which is the bread and butter of primary care. Also, I hope that we can point the student's attention during this episode or during this session with you to uh, preventive services and health maintenance. So now they've chosen a panel patient, at least most of them. I still know of a few who have not connected in that process, but um, if you can take some time and just show them the health maintenance in your EMR for their selected panel patient or have them review it, check it out. Maybe they can help you contact a patient to get somebody in for some screening for some good prevention. So, oh, I got started without the disclaimer, the views and opinions, well, today they're just mine and they in no way reflect the views and opinions of the TCU and UNT Health Science Center School of Medicine. So this, you know, I'm the day I'm talking today is Friday, the 12th of March. The student spring break is ending. Probably for a lot of you, if you have kids in this local area, your spring break is next week. So there's a little bit of break discordance. But um, if you uh, did not realize that a session is planned for next week, your student is planning on coming. But if you're not going to be in clinic, please let them know, let us know, and then we can work on a reschedule um, next week. The week of the planned session, students will be entering their behavior block in their mechanisms of health and disease. Sometimes they struggle with how to describe these aspects of the curriculum, but mechanisms and health, oh, oh mechanisms of health and disease just broken up into organ systems. And, and so now they're going to be focusing on behavior. Um, just a heads up to uh, Emily Berrios will be checking in with you about your plans for next year. I think if you're listening to this podcast, we have a dedicated core group of listeners. I very much appreciate your support and hopefully you find this useful. Instead of reading my too long emails, you can just listen to this as you drive into work or wherever. Um, there are going to be a few options for you, much like last year if you're a returning preceptor. So we'll ask, hey, love for you to continue with your current phase one student into phase two. Um, if you can't do that, um, love for you to take a new phase one student. Um, be great if you could take a new phase one student and continue phase two, you get the picture, that kind of thing. And then of course, it'd be very sad if you are not able to precept with us next year, but it'd be good for us to know if that's what's happening too. So be on the lookout for that. We can also, uh, use skills eval to help gather that information too. Um, so that's, that's coming, um, our request for your plans next year. 
Mm, so without further ado, I'll just get to the objectives that you'll see in Skills of Out, or maybe not. So a lot of changes happened. I had to combine the objectives of the last couple of sessions. So it is possible that what you see in Skills of Out may not totally line up with what you're hearing from me, but I hope to fix that over the weekend. And if not, well, we'll just uh, we'll just roll with it. So number one, it'd be great uh, for the student to demonstrate the ability to perform an examination of an extremity and spine. It just got very nonspecific. It used to probably say upper extremity or lower extremity, but now it's combined. So uh, performing examination of an extremity um, and or spine. And then thinking about special or provocative exam maneuvers as indicated. Again, it's not the focus here. You know, um, they will have plenty of time to add, uh, you know, how do you do a speeds test? What's a spurlings test? Um, you know, what's the Thessaly thing? You know, all that stuff. They'll be able to do that stuff as they continue on. But um, just the basics, you know, like uh, what do we do? What do we, we look, we observe, we palpate. We look for active and passive range of motion. We check out strength. We do some testing, special maneuvers. So just as long as they have a, a, a basic framework, then they'll build on it. Um, number two, we'd like to think about some review of systems for musculoskeletal concerns with a focus on red flag symptoms. I'm not sure we've, we've deliberately said red flags in the course before, but it might be good to introduce them to this idea of, you know, concerning symptoms, um, red flag symptoms, and what they could possibly be for the, the, the so common concern of low back pain. Um, I want them to continue documenting, writing in clinic with you, um, and um, also presenting. And so the writing now, I, I think they're getting the HPA the components of a good story um, they're getting. Um, they're now knowing how to organize the note. And now they've progressed into taking a stab at the assessment and plan. So they should be able to, to, to try to knock out a full soap note um, for you. If, if it's not possible for them to get on your EMR, as you know, you can get them on paper. They do also um, turn in notes for me to review um, as well in Canvas, but it's great. Um, if you can't carve out a little time for them to write, if they have not written anything with you, because it's great to get your feedback. You know, I I have definite views on documentation, um, and it's good for them to hear other views. But I bet you and I, even though we may have different, you know, preferences, we're still probably going to organize things very similarly, and um, we're probably more alike than we are different in this way. Um, Finally, uh, like I said, I want them to review and discuss health maintenance for your panel patient with your preceptor and then contact your panel patient to discuss offer needed or upcoming services. So now that they've enrolled, they've picked someone to follow more closely and they don't have that full menu of continuity that um, in, in, in BC before coronavirus times um, uh, when, they, when they could go to you know, see their patient in other settings. I still want to try to prompt them to engage the panel patient um, as, as frequently as they can. So um, I've talked about this a lot, but we do have an app uh, that's uh, I think got submitted to the Apple store. I'm learning a lot about this process. Right now it's available in test flight. Um, and I've um, gathered a few names already. Um, so hopefully Kesh Pillay, he's a um, developer, uh, he'll be reaching out um, to those who raise their hand to beta test. It's it's pretty cool. And skills of in general, the interface has improved too. I think so. It just it's just getting better. Um, of course, it's not perfect, but it's just getting better. Um, so now, 
for a little bit of uh, mid-year assessment talk. So it's, I can't believe it, but we're coming up on the mid-year. The timing is a little off because we started late. But mid-year for this course will be not this coming session eight, but session nine. So I just want to give you a heads up. We do ask that you review the mid-year assessment with your student. And so um, either now before they went on spring break or after they come back, they will look at that uh, patient care assessment form and they will self-assess. So they'll mark themselves where they think, how am I doing in patient care history taking? How am I doing in um, physical exam? That's my dog who just opened the door. Thanks. Um, you know, so they'll, they'll kind of rate where they think they're at. And it's, it's, um, if you are returning, you're probably, if you're listening to this, you're probably returning preceptor. So it's the same scale. So it's, it's, um, you know, not meeting expectations, um, um, approaching expectations for phase one, um, meeting or exceeding. And, and at this midpoint is all formative. So um, there may be some things that they are uh, approaching. Um, in fact, I'd probably expect most things will be approaching. Um, there may be some things are not meeting those expectations. There's a little blurb that describes it. Um, if you have been keeping up with skills about, then my hope is that um, your assessment, this part, the rating part, will will kind of do itself. It, all of these skills that you check off when they're coming out with you, they are mapped to the course objectives and to these EPOs. And it drives me nuts because these EPOs are milestones, essentially competencies. They are um, broad, um, not so specific. Um, and, um, and then not to be confused with EPAs and trustable professional activities, which are specific, measurable, um, and, uh, I think more akin to those ob objectives recession. Okay. So moving on, um, uh, also there will be a request for some narrative, uh, feedback. So, your student will write some things that they think they'll write a little few sentences, you know, specific behaviors they think they um, should continue because they're doing good. Things that they opportunities for growth. Um, you'll be asked the question, how does how did your student respond to the feedback? So when you sat down and reviewed this patient care assessment, how do you think that went? Um, a crucial question in this midpoint because this is formative. If there's something that we need to fix, this is a great time to identify and address it. This is the question you'll see. Does the student's behavior or performance put them at risk for failure? Please be honest. And, um, and then, of course, this will get my attention. And then we'll be working together to try to get the student to uh, where they need to be. And then finally, are there any concerns about this student's professionalism, such as, but not limited to, excessive tardiness, absences, or inappropriate comments. And so if you mark yes to this, this will also very much quickly get my attention. And then we'll, we'll be talking more um, about how to improve this. So that that is the mid-year. Um, and uh, you'll be hearing more about that next time as well. So hopefully um, in the email, you'll just kind of get some general feedback pointers I know that we spend a lot of time talking about feedback, but we, you know, we want feedback to be useful and helpful. And I think in order to be helpful, we, we say this a lot, but you know, some tips you could be deliberate at the moment of feedback. So um, you'd be surprised how much feedback just doesn't make it to the intended audience because they just weren't, they weren't aware that you were even giving it. So 
Um, a tip here would be just to be deliberate at the moment of feedback, saying things like, oh, do you have some time for feedback? I'd like to give you some feedback and it can help frame frame the whole conversation. Um, like we've said uh, in this course, it's very important to have some opportunities to directly observe. So you need to watch with intention. If you're not watching for it, you're not gonna see it. And hopefully the various um, objectives, the areas of focus for each session help you do that. Um, we want to do specific narrative comments that coach. So again, um, getting specific about behaviors um, and then rating with an entrustment scale. If you use skills eval, it's really, the language is kind of built in an entrustment scale for students, you know, basically not observed or you did it, they watched you observed is a, is a not complete. Um, um, they did it, but you really had to just totally handhold them through it. That's also not complete. Complete would be where they do it. They are listening to a heart. They are obtaining or gathering a history. Maybe you, you give some minor, minor guidance or help, um, but they're basically flying um, the plane and that, that is a complete. And then, and then um, finally the, the, Last option would be they did everything. You were just there because you know you have to be for med students, and but they didn't really need much correction. They are flying solo, and and you're not scared. <laughs> so, um, um, you know, you're not scared for them to progress to phase two. Um, again, this is all on a scale, right? The entrustment scale for uh, a medical student or even a first year learner or early clinical learner is going to be different than an entrustment scale for a resident. And my entrustment scale for an intern, um, speaking of residents, can be way different than for my, you know, just this morning hanging out with my um, fourth year um, family medicine um, resident. You know, this is very enjoyable. We're just kind of, you know, it gets very enjoyable at that time because there's a lot of entrustment there. It's not as much need for me to closely um, um, watch. I do, I, I, I do feel um, there is a big difference. So um, that's just some general tips about feedback. Um, in the email, there'll be some other stuff for your perusal. I don't want to talk too much. Um, the pre-work this time is a mixture, again, of both uh, open access, the Stanford 25 stuff, and um, our internal Bates physical exam videos. And then just a big plug for um, the pain scale by Eula Bliss. If you didn't get to it, it's about 25 minutes to read. It's not clinical writing. This is narrative writing um, and um, pretty, pretty, pretty great, I think. So we're nearing the end of my long, long email. Um, so thanks for those who joined for uh, the Zoom lunch check-in on Wednesday. It was great to see everyone's face. I can't believe we've been doing this Zoomy stuff for a year. I have another meeting on the books for next Wednesday. And I, I definitely understand lunch meetings are hard to make. You know, uh, in general, if I am in clinic, I'm not making any lunch meeting um, because that's just me. So I get it. Um, so I will try to put out a an evening option as well. If it's not happening next week, have no fear. I'll, I'll try to put out an evening option maybe the following week. So um, look for that. Um, and then I think, uh, again, the next session will be the week next week, the week of 15 March. And then after that, the week of 29 March, and then the week of 12 April, and then the week of 26 April. So there's the next kind of overview, of the next four sessions. And we are we are cruising. 
So thanks very much, everyone, to listening to me um, read to you, basically, my too long email. And then, of course, just hanging in there with us. I know that this has been a tough time and for, for many, for many, for many different reasons. So thanks very, very much. All right, everyone. Hasta la vista. <laughs>